When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Very cold morning in the Twin Cities. Donna. What? Listen up. You listen up. Okay. I know a guy. Okay. And his name is Jonathan Uhas. Uh-huh. And he is who we like to call the mad scientist of meteorology. Okay. Anytime I have a weather question, we have a talented team at Five Eyewitness News. Anytime I have a quirky question, Johnny comes to mind. And I fire off an email to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, Johnny boy, what's it, what's it looking like here? These forecasts keep kind of getting colder and colder on my phone. I'm looking at a fort and I'm like, boy, those numbers keep dipping down. Mm-hmm. He said, when you wake up on Monday, because you, you can stay cocooned on Sunday. Mm-hmm. When you wake up on Monday at about 8 a.m., the air temperature will be 20 below. And the wind chill in open areas, he said, like some of the coldest places, like gas stations and stuff like that, where there's just open air busting through, mm-hmm. will be an even negative 40. Mm. So I don't know where you come from, but in my house, we call that a chili. Yes, Queen. I'm not I don't ahead know of if North. I've experienced. <laughs> I am. You really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I All got right. to. I got to be a responsible homeowner. Oh, you got to make sure your pipes don't burst. Got to make sure everything's working. Yep. Oh my gosh, Donna, you. Oh boy. So mm-hmm. let's let me see. I'm going to look at Duluth. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look, look at, at Duluth. I have it on my phone. I have oh, my similar temperatures actually. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be much worse. I have, let's see. I'm going to well, look gonna at Sturgeon Lake. It's going to be 20 below there too. Minus 15 right now. Yikes. Yeah, it's Yikes. you know it's 11 below in uh, in mm. Minneapolis right now. It's only going to two below. For your afternoon high. Shouldn't we just call those alternate lows? Yes. What do we do with the dogs? I mean, it's going to be minus 24 on Saturday night in Sturgeon Lake. Minus 24. But, I mean, that's going to be in the overnight. I feel like I my my dog and, and pet owners out there. I think you can, some of you can relate with this. And the others will be like, are you kidding me? My dog is the exact opposite. I feel like my dog is Balto. Mm. The sled dog. (laughs) <laughs> who just wants to get a diphtheria cure to the people who need it most. It's an animated movie from the 90s. He loves being outside. He's all... I have to go out and say, Rex, we got to come back in, dude. Now, he'll come up to the door with it being cold more than other times, but I hear some people have trouble getting their dog to go potty outside and to do what their business mm-hmm. when it's cold or when it's snowy. That is like when my dog comes alive. It's very bizarre. Even, i got to make sure he doesn't freeze. this cold... Yes. 
Wow, that's interesting. He'll yeah. run around. I'll catch him laying on the snow. And I'm like, Rex, we yeah. got to, you know, pee or get off the pot here, man. Right. You're going to freeze to the lawn. Just be careful, everybody. Yeah, yeah you gotta... freeze to the lawn. And well, and by the way, I heard if, you, if you're planning on getting in the car, you're already in the car, um, that the roads are very oh, slick this so morning. Bad. I did traffic this morning for another show, and it was stressful. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's there are crashes, people on sides on the side of the road everywhere, oh, everywhere, yeah. and it's you don't realize it. Like, and then you've got the bullies coming up behind you, and you're like, dude, oh. you know, and it kind of sucks when you have to stay in the left lane to exit. Yeah, right. And uh, like coming up to university. Correct. Off 94. Right. But, you know, listen, Jimmy just got his Ram pickup. (laughs) Exactly. And he just feels the need to let you know that he feels confident. Yeah. I mean, just keep in mind the people that you're bullying, they might have a baby in the car. Yeah. You know, they might be, uh, you know, new drivers. Yeah. Just chill out, everybody. They might not. Bad. They might not be D bags like you. Right. <laughs> so maybe they don't like get off on that. Like, oh, cool, man. I'm getting tailgated. This is awesome. Yeah. Right. Just chill. All Damn. right. Sorry. I know a lot of really nice guys uh, who drive uh, pickup trucks. I do. You drive a pickup? Yes, I do. Okay, there are some exceptions. Okay, so you're one of the bags, but still. <laughs> no, but yes, it, I feel like it's always a big four wheel drive. That's like oh, I feel more confident. It's just so. So annoying. I know, it really is. Um, can I give you an update on Taylor Swift's album, Fearless? Can't believe yeah. it took this long. Right? Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> I was waiting for when I was going to hear about this. So it's going to be called Fearless, Taylor's version, which is weird because it wasn't the first one her version. Yeah, but... It, yeah. It, I think maybe... You just have to let her express yeah, herself 2. at this 0, point. 2.0, maybe. Okay. It's going to have 26 songs. Whoa. Including six that were previously unreleased. So that's wow. kind of fun. It looks like April 9th is when that's going to come out. Because in case you have been living under a rock, Taylor Swift is in the process of re-recording all her music that got basically sold to uh, Scooter Braun. Right. So Well, let me ask this. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it today at 10, but you know, we have some people who are listening at 9, some at 10. Does Grant have it? Can we get a snippet of this new updated love story to see um, after all this hoopla? I did not provide Is it, any it good? yet. I am Grant. You think you can I will look for what I can find, yeah. I think it might be floating around out there. Oh, yeah. I think it came out at midnight. Okay. Where did you stay up late? Steve, Donna, I mean, I'm, ask, I'm, just, I'm just asking. At one point, Donna had Taylor Swift's Cell phone number. I did. I still have it. I just don't think it's the same number. Well, we should call it. I'm not going to do that. Right, okay. See, that's the difference between us. (laughs) I'm just saying. If if I was hanging out with a celebrity and they told me a secret, I wouldn't go on the air with their secret. I wouldn't either. I think you would. No, I wouldn't. I'm just saying, you you have her number? It's a big news day for her, so maybe we call her and say, hey... No, talk? I'm, I'm sure she's changed it by now. I mean, she was like 15 when she gave it to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Although I do still have the same number for the past 30 years. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. What did it say the last time you texted her? Blocked? I didn't try to text her. Okay. Did you no ever use to... her number? No, I never did. But it's just kind of fun to have it. It is. Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of fun to have it. You know, these people weren't always big stars. You're not going to get like, you know, George Clooney saying, here's my number. Right. Unless George Clooney is 
doing community theater on his way to Hollywood. Or back when he was Booker on Roseanne in yes. guest appearances. Remember that? He would have handed out his number back How about then? him in Facts of Life? I just want some of the facts of life. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, hey, by the way, coming up at 11 o'clock today, um, there is a list that, shockingly, George Clooney did not make. It's a really fun list that BuzzFeed oh. put together, okay. uh, and Clooney didn't make it. We'll get into that at 11. Our Facebook question today, you can go to our Facebook page right now and answer what word have you often mispronounced. We all have a tricky one. just doesn't bye. come out. Mumbai. <laughs> uh, remember a Which couple years ago. Yes, Mumbai. Donna panicked and said, Mumbai. <laughs> And I could have been a supportive co-host and just let it go, but I said, oh, it was a good sister. No, you're always waiting um, to, pounce, to pounce on anybody who like makes a any kind of mistake. Um, also, do you remember a couple of years ago, we learned that Adidas is actually pronounced Adidas. Mm. And so there is another major brand that says we're saying the name wrong. So at 11.30 today, we're going to get into that hour three if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, but you can go to our Facebook page right now. Be vulnerable. What's a word that you have often mispronounced? Flustrated? Do you say frustrated? No. That's okay. How about frustrated? Frustrated, That's real common. not good either. No. Rice and nice. Remember that one Monday when I was I said it's real rice out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, a good one. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't remember that at all, man. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steve's got a notebook full of all of our. Oh, mistakes. I'm sure I've got a, a double wide notebook <laughs> under my name. All right, we'll look for that Taylor Swift song. Uh, but we got to go. But we're going to come back with some things that make you go, huh? Have you eaten at a Chili's? There are 1,600 Chili's locations all around the world. Every single one has this in it. But have you ever noticed that it's there? We'll tell you what it is, that and other dumb things you don't need to know, but you'll be happy that you did when we return on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt, like continuously cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. So you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's soft, it's cool, you'll love them. And hey, ladies! Ladies! Try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in minnesota chill boys comfort where it counts hey good morning welcome back donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment uh taylor swift has a new version of her song love story we'll get to that after this everyone it's steve and i bring you this about chilies i love chilies really yeah they have these southwestern egg rolls really good there are 1,600 Chili's locations around the world, and every single one has a picture hanging upside down. Oh! They say it's for good luck. So, listeners, I charge you with this. Next time you go to Chili's, look for it. Maybe Tom Emmer was onto something. 
Who's Tom Emmer? He's a congressman from Minnesota whose Zoom face was upside down. I'm not a cat. Well, what a week it's been. I'm not a cat. Well. <laughs> Why don't we listen to Taylor right now? No. You know what? We could break it up. You don't want to? All right. We're going to let facts. him make him earn it. When Egos were invented in 1953. Lego, my ego. Lego, my ego. They were called froffles <laughs> for frozen waffles. Oh, that's cute. But people started calling them Egos because they kind of tasted like eggs. <laughs> Really? And within two years, that became their official name. Can I tell you that I never got the joke until like maybe a couple of years ago? Mm. The whole Lego my ego. I didn't know that Lego meant let go of my ego. Oh, mm. Donna. Even though you could see them, Grant, you know, fighting over it in the toaster. That, you're Lego my Grant, ego. Don't be judgy. You have to sometimes you just have to let these slide. Be, be supportive instead. Act like you had the same confusion. Yeah, that me was, too. That, was, that was always tricky for that me. That was a the tricky Lego. one to get. I just yeah. never my really Lego? thought about it. Lego, Man, none of us did. Never Remember crossed my mind. Panty? So you're telling me right now it means sort of like let go? <laughs> <laughs> I went too supportive. <laughs> a little too much. She sees through it. Anyway, remember uh, Le Eggs? Yeah. What? Legs. Oh, yes. In the, in the, the pantyhose inside legs. of that little egg container? Yeah. yeah. They're yes. called the eggs. Le eggs. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. Boy, pantyhose. Yeah. Tough to be in the pantyhose business. I don't know because Kate Middleton brought pantyhose back. Did she, though? Yeah. I mean, she wore them, and then there's a headline that says she brought them back. She didn't. I will When's the last what? time you hosed up? Uh, well, I haven't really worn a dress in a long time, but... If I were to wear a dress, I would never go without anything on my legs. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to see all my varicose, veiny, <sighs> I know. cellulite And you and, you and me, we're like particularly white. Correct. Which means if, it, if there's a chill in the air, yes. I suddenly become like a cadaver that you could track <laughs> my blood flow. You're like, oh, get the needle. I see a good vein. Oh. oh, man. By the way, it's cool to work at a place where you know that your boss engages in your work, listens, wants to help you do better. Uh, she just sent a text message. Uh, <laughs> Was she like, why are you idiots not doing no, what I asked you to do? No, no. Uh, Amy just sent this. Donna, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's my daily affirmation from our boss. I'm good enough. <laughs> oh, uh, How about this one? Do you remember the Violent Femmes? Yeah. Okay, so the reason uh, that... Uh, Right? Doesn't this song go? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> You're super bad with melodies. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. I know. I'm losing it. Can you pull up the Violent Femmes? They only had one hand. Grant, can you please? The reason that the Violent Femmes broke up was Wendy's used their song "Blister in the Sun." Oh, that's a good one. In an ad in 2007, and the members of the group got into a huge. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fight about it. One wound up suing another one. Whoa. And then they disbanded two years later. Wow. All because of Wendy's. Damn Wendy's and their square burgers. Um, doesn't... the it's like, I want to be with you or something like that. Grant, did you find anything? Okay. 
Yeah, this one. Oh, that's a good song. See? Come into Wendy's now and try the all-new <laughs> spicy chicken sandwich. Tired of eating regular circle burgers that have worked for years? Try our square ones. It'll take a while for your mouth to get used to it, but you'll end up liking it. Kick it! Who gave me Yeah, like a blister in the sun. That's fun. Uh, it's good times. Remember the drink Fruitopia? Not really. Were there like animals involved? That you're thinking of fruit stripes gum. No, I'm Yikes, not. Stripes, fruit stripes gum. Nope, but that gum sucks. By the way, <laughs> it loses its flavor in like five seconds. Honest Agreed. to goodness, and goes what stale. Misleading packaging. The packaging was so vibrant in color, and they had a zebra as their spokes animal, and then <laughs> it sucked so hard so fast. Yeah, it's the worst gum ever. Even though I like the initial flavor, it is a good initial. Sure, yes. right? You know right. what though? If let's let's like count all the hair evenly here big red yeah that's big good. red that's good. Yeah, no, no no it's good for the first yeah 10 same choose then it goes stale done right bubble gum's the same way suck it bubble gum <laughs> we're taking on big gum we know that there's a big <laughs> lobby group behind gum out there and I'm we're taking them extra on extra sugarless spearmint gum that's the way to go the oh end. spearmint Bite. is terrible oh i love spearmint how about I- those spearmint leaves the, the gummy ones with the sugar on them. Long with big red, that big red freshness lasts right through here. I am not a cinnamon gum fan <gasps> at all. Grant, no. you can't be friends anymore. You're suspended. That's I'm okay. concerned about Grant's fragrance and odor situation in general. <laughs> Yesterday, we found out that this jabroni only puts on cologne at a Christmas party. Yeah, like, who are you? From 1998. <laughs> if the shelf life is long gone, that stuff smells rancid, I'm sure. Now he doesn't enjoy cinnamon. Cinnamon gum. Never been a fan of anything cinnamon flavored in yep, my life. You're canceled. All right, I'll just leave. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> did you hear about the controversy that producer Grant got into? Yeah. Why did he get canceled? He doesn't like cinnamon gum. <gasps> <laughs> All right, so Fruitopia. Back to Fruitopia. Okay. I forgot that this was a drink until I read the word, but it was discontinued in America in 2003. Hmm. But it's still on sale next time you travel to Canada or down under to Australia. Uh, you can order yourself some Fruitopia. What which is was like it? Like a, punch? I think it's 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 on the softer side of punch, but it's on the more aggressive side of iced tea, is, is it, how I remember it. No fizz, right? No fizz. Oh, I'm totally down with this. I think it was in a Snapple kind of a jar. Yeah, it is. It was. You're right. You're smart. You're my is best that, friend. All right, guys. So right. I just want you to know that my... <laughs> Hurry so, up. I'm just... <laughs> I just had the cutest baby in the world push my door open. I was like, what is that, a dog? And then my wife isn't in sight. She was 10 steps behind him. He had burst into the room and then just stood there and stared. I will send you a picture, and if Hannah wants to put it online, so be it. That's all I have. Play Taylor Swift. All right, here we go. We only have 30 seconds. I like this a lot. This is is her country stuff. I like this. (laughs) That's her new version. I love it. Great. Woo! April 9th, I believe, the entire CD comes out. 26 songs! Oh, man, there's a cool story about Maya Rudolph coming back to SNL to play VP Kamala Harris. We'll tell you about that and some good bits on Tina Fey, too, that when we return. Donna and Steve, Friday edition of a show. Of a show? How about the show? The show. Of the show. The show. The one and only show. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Maya Rudolph. Yeah, I know her. Boy, she's been staying awfully busy. 
recently just popping up on SNL all the time, just when you think she's gone and enjoying quasi-retirement from SNL. They bring her back. They've been mm-hmm. doing this over the past few years. But then, of course, her impression of Kamala Harris uh, was so beloved by so many people that as the election process went on, it just made you think, is it her? Is, are they going to try to do it with one of their own cast members? What will they do? There is an interesting article about it in uh, Entertainment Weekly today saying Maya Rudolph on returning to SNL to play Kamala Harris, quote, I smelled it coming. <laughs> uh, she could just sense that it was happening. But then they gave, they went into a little bit of the behind the scenes of how this happened. So uh, last November, when Kamala Harris becomes the, the, the VP, they had already decided, okay, this needs to happen because according to Lauren Michaels, more and more, there are some people that our audience casts is what he had to say. So he, he goes back in time and said when Sarah Palin had the first debate, Lauren Michaels recalled, I got two or three emails because that was back in the day when emails were flying around more than texts were. And the people were emailing Lauren Michaels saying, it's Tina Fey. She, she's Tina Fey. It's got to be Tina Fey. And so Lauren Michaels is hearing this from people after that first debate happens years ago. And then he said, get this, he was walking out of his building on the way to the studio on that Monday. And my doorman said, Mr. Michaels, Tina Fey, it's like a no-brainer. Isn't that funny that the yeah. doorman would be chiming in, helping to cast <laughs> a uh, presidential or, or uh, you know, a political impression? But his doorman says it. He heard it three or four more times hmm. that day. So when he realized, okay, this has got to be Tina Fey. Likewise, Lauren Michaels got a couple of memes of Maya Rudolph mm-hmm. as Kamala Harris, and then he just realized, well, this is this is what has to happen. Maya Rudolph said, "Yep, smelled it coming." And I remember when Tina smelled it coming for Sarah Palin. It's funny. It was almost like a red herring early on when I wasn't on the show anymore. And Rachel Dolezal was in the news and everyone was talking about it. I was like, I'm going to get the call. It felt like that, but this time much more rewarding. So Maya Rudolph has had a couple of different instances. And what a peculiar place that would be too, right? You're sitting at home. You're watching TV. Mm -hmm, Someone suddenly burst into the news. And then people, you maybe start to realize, oh, I, I could do that. Or you start getting texts from people saying, oh, my gosh, you could you should do the impression of her. Well, I think if if she's if Maya Rudolph can nail the impression, she's also a person of color. So mm-hmm. it makes more sense, you know, if she's, yes. you know, in the top three to go with her, if she nails it. And she does. She's very she's very cute with that. She yeah. is very uh <laughs> she just like owns it anytime it feels like if SNL right now is doing a sketch uh with featuring whoever the guy is that's doing the impression of Biden once Kamala Harris enters the scene in these sketches that's where your eyes yeah. automatically I, ha- I have one of those very oh. scenes you want to hear oh, it? You do? Yes, yeah let's of hear course. It. how calm were you when you didn't know where you were going to ne- get your next roll of toilet paper Hmm? How calm were you when you were staring at that cardboard tube when you finished the roll and thought, well, it's technically paper? (laughs) And how calm were you when even that tube was gone and you looked at your old (laughs) t-shirts and a pair of scissors and thought, are we doing this? (laughs) Uh, She goes on to say, now she lives in L.A., 
So she doesn't live in New York. It's not a walk down the block right. to get to SNL. She lives there. She's married to Paul Thomas Anderson, who is uh, the director behind The Phantom Thread and There Will Be Blood. Hmm, have- I did not know that. They have four young kids, and so according to Entertainment Weekly, that means she's got to fly back and forth across the country in the midst of the pandemic, which was a thing that they had to consider. But she went on to say, nevertheless, a huge element of working at SNL is the political portion of it, of course, but it's rare to be involved in a presidential campaign. And I think knowing that there was a candidate that I resembled so much was so cool in and of itself. And then icing on the cake is just simply getting to do it on the show, a place that I feel so at home in and that I love. But Also, it's just the charge of this time and being able to have any sort of voice in the story. I also just felt really lucky and that we figured out a way to have fun with her early on and make her a joyful character whenever she comes on. And it's funny, Lauren Michaels, and I wonder if there's any truth to this, he said that sometimes it seems with these presidential impressions that the influence can flow both ways. Mm -hmm. Lauren Michaels said there was a moment a couple weeks before the election when I thought, is Kamala doing Maya? You know, <laughs> instead of the other way around. And he said he had the same moment with Dana Carvey with uh, George H.W. Bush. That after a while, you're watching Dana and then watching the president, you thought that he should talk a little faster like Dana. But those impressions, they just become so indelible. And so, uh, anyway, Maya now back, back in the fold, called up. And memes were a part of getting Maya Rudolph cast back on SNL that's, for probably the next four years and maybe longer. Wow, that's interesting. The influence, you know? Like, look at, have you seen the latest on, um, what's her name, Gina Carano? Now people are trying to get Disney Plus canceled yeah, for right. canceling Gina Carano. Yes. And now I'm also looking at this Dave Chappelle story. Yes. He's back on Netflix. Yes. Um. And that has to do with him and his video on Instagram asking people to stop, you know, to stop watching. Yeah. And it's it's a weird. And now he's back because they made a phone call seeing all these, you know, people supporting him via social media. And he said, I got my name back, got my license back, got my show back. And they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. It's back today. Well, Welcome back. Welcome back, I, I guess Dave. it worked. I guess it all worked. Yeah, it'll be... I'll be curious to see what happens with um, with the Disney Plus Mandalorian recasting, and or if they just write her off. People they want just write her off? Lucy Lawless to replace her. She might be too old at this point. I need to first look up and see if I am... Xena? Right. Oh. Warrior Princess? Oh, Xena! Yeah, Xena was awesome. Was. Was. She's, I think you're right, Don. I think she might be a little bit too old. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, uh, but for for that role. It would have been great. She's 52. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, maybe she could ago. pull it off. Is she still, like, doing her, like, thing? Athletic thing? I don't know. It might be cool to have somebody yeah. like that. By the way, Disney Plus, no matter what happens with that, they just surpassed their 2024 goal what? for subscribers. What? They're at about 95 million subscribers now. They saw a big push that happened in the month of December. They added more than 8 million members in December alone. Holy cow. And think what pushed that. There was season two of The Mandalorian, which by this point wasn't an experiment, but was a bona fide hit that they had. And Twitter would talk about it every Friday once an episode came out. Then they decided to release Soul, 
the Pixar movie mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, and they did not make that a part of their premium thing that they'll do sometimes. Like they did that with Mulan. You had to pay $30 if you wanted to see it. Uh, as within like Disney Plus, you could add on this whatever preferred program or something like that. But with Soul, they just it was just an option. It was just there that day. You didn't have to do anything with your billing. You didn't have to add anything on. So I bet of that 8.1 million, let's say maybe half of those people said, "Oh, we would go see that movie anyways." And now we don't even have to pay 30 bucks. Let's just pay what is it seven dollars? We'll pay seven bucks see the movie, and then if we like it, we'll keep the service. They are. Their goal was to have this done within the next three years, and they're already at 94.9. By comparison, Hulu has been around for a while. Hulu has 39.4 million subscribers. They've been out for a while. And now Disney Plus has like an agreement with them and with ESPN Plus. Do you Does it count when you say that they have subscribers if that is, if Hulu... Live TV is your, I mean, that's counted in the subscriptions as well as people who just have the app. Yes. Okay. And they're still not even halfway to where Disney is. It just proves the (laughs) power of the franchises that Disney Plus has. I remember when they, they released word that they were no longer renewing their licenses with Netflix, where you used to be able to watch a bunch of Avengers movies, and they were just moving everything away, moving Marvel away. And now it's tough to have kids in your house and not have disney plus Mm -hmm. because of disney all of their stuff because of pixar all of their stuff because of star wars all of its stuff and because of marvel Mm -hmm. how do you go against those four horsemen you can't you can't so they are doing very very well can i I go back to oh go ahead i pulled an inner steve here did the math for you guys 94 million subscribers at what 12 bucks a pop if you don't have the combination about that right steve i think it is well the 12 bucks is if you do the combination with espn plus and with hulu otherwise it's 6.99 a month okay so 6.99 i I did 12 at 12 if you do the combo it's one over a billion dollars so a month um Oh my god! Oh my god! That, no, what? That's that's at the combo of $12.99. Now let's just and even if you don't, if you just do the seven, it's six hundred and fifty-eight million dollars per month that is on, crazy. on subscriber fees. So next time Disney comes out and says, "By the way, our budget for this movie is three hundred million. Okay, cool. We will have that within the first ten days of the month, right? From exactly. Disney Plus. Oh my god! Can I go back for a second? Okay. Uh, I think I might want to retract what I said about Lucy Lawless. Okay. I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, you never hear anybody say that about a man. That's a great point. After you know? I said it right. too, I was like, why, do, why does it matter I if she's old? I, I know we, uh, it doesn't. She's not old. Thank no. you. She's younger than I am, Biatch. Well, you Grant. just said um, that. I didn't. Not old, but maybe too old for the, the role of that character. But you'd never hear anybody say that about a dude. True. And so right. I kind of want to take it back. If she wants the role, I think they should consider her. Uh, some other suggestions. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, um, it would she be really is, good. She is such a BA, man. Any role she's in, she just she was great in Lost, great in Avatar, Donnie. You should watch Avatar. She's I've never seen it. But she's I, I like her as an actress, but she's always angry. You know, like there's never a light side to her. So you're right, she is a BA, That's but fair. I, I just I would like to see something with a little more smile. A little more dimension yeah, to the so character. Yeah, but so is the character. The character's always kind of You're right. Kind of crabby. She would be a good fit then based on that. Yeah. yeah. Um Daisy Lawless is Lucy Lawless's daughter. Some people are saying she'd be great for the role. So far, Grant has pretty much just said that women today are too old and too angry. Oh, that's how I hear it. That's how I'm hearing it. No, not. I I didn't say all. I just mentioned her. Oh, that is so funny. (laughs)
Uh, we gotta go. I'm gonna crawl in a hole. Bye. Talk, no, no, guys. no, no, yeah, yeah, you're canceled. Oh, you're remember? Great. I don't even know why you're still here. You're, oh, that's right. He got canceled a while yeah. back because he yeah. doesn't like cinnamon gum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I gotta finish out this shift, and I'll see you guys in a couple of years. All Bye. right, that sounds good. Uh, if you see something, say something. Uh, Steve, you saw something. Yeah, I, I came across a bad Joss Whedon headline. I might be a couple days late to this, but oh gosh, it's just. Yet another misconduct claim, and it's not just one voice that's coming out against the man behind Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the original Avengers movie. We'll dig into that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, and uh, Naughty People. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nor did I. Big hit. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Very big hit. Very big hit. Um, I did watch Avengers, though. Joss Whedon was the director behind Avengers, the first movie. Donna, you still haven't seen it i don't i haven't seen it i don't even know this guy's name i've never heard his name before oh really yeah uh, you know i would describe him as a um pervert well no he has some <laughs> allegations against him to be sure i would describe him as a nerdy kind of like comic-con comic-con fans love joss whedon okay does that make some sense sure um well now i come across this daily mail article this morning i hadn't heard this I am Grant. I don't know if you had heard this. I know Donna hadn't about some of these allegations. Five cast members now from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, among them Sarah Michelle Gellar and Charisma Carpenter, have now publicly accused their show's creator Joss Whedon of quote inappropriate behavior while they worked on the show, which ran for six years between 1997 and 2003. And so it started as one. And then it becomes more and more folks who are not going. I, the things that I have seen haven't been uh, great detail as much as inappropriate. And people saying, even if it didn't affect me, I'm glad that people are speaking out about this. Um, it's it's one of those things where it feels like if where there's smoke, there's fire, mm-hmm. and it just makes you wonder. We had that initial surge of Me Too allegations that happened. Goodness gracious, was that in late 2018? Probably, yeah. And then a lot of news came out about a lot of people in many of these situations dating back. But just because a lot came out doesn't mean that all need to come out at that point. Other people get to their own point in their lives when they realize, hey, I'm going to talk about this now. But but apparently now this is, for whatever reason, this is the time for the folks that worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer to say, you know what? What he did, how he treated us, Joss Whedon, was inappropriate. Can I tell you that just, I just ask that you think about this. Mm -hmm. For every person who comes out, think of how many there are who still remain silent. There are so many women out there who have experienced a lot of the same kind of harassment at work who will never, ever talk about it, ever. Right. You know, and it's it was so prevalent and it probably still is. And hopefully this is going to be something that changes things so that people will understand that there are repercussions and people aren't going to take it anymore. 
Well, the actress, uh, the actress who portrayed uh, Cordelia Chase in the drama for four years, according to the Daily Mail, claimed that Whedon called her fat and fired her after she got pregnant in 2003. Sarah Michelle Gellar, who played uh, Buffy, Buffy Summers in the show, appeared to validate her claims. She had her own statement on Instagram, and it said, while I am proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers, her character, I don't want to be forever associated with the name of Joss Whedon. Mm. She said she would not make any further comment, but added, I stand with all survivors of abuse, and I am proud of them for speaking out. Now, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, who played Buffy's younger sister Dawn on the show, shared Gellar's post and accused Whedon of, quote, very not appropriate behavior. Interesting Mm -hmm. wording. Yep. Um, Saying what he did was very bad, but we win by surviving. And then castmate Amber Benson uh, from Buffy chimed in to say Buffy was a toxic environment. Whedon has yet to respond to these publicly, but, you know, it started as one person. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't sound like you have any shock registering from other cast members, from other crew members. Yeah. I think know? I think a lot of times when people don't come out and say something, they think about how everything's going to trickle, you know, trickle down. Like, this person's going to be affected. I'm going to have to talk about it publicly. Um, their family's going to be affected, their livelihood, their wife, who had nothing to do with this. You know what I mean? I think that's, mm-hmm. as women, it's really, really, really difficult to to come out so these women should really be applauded because that is probably the hardest thing that anybody has to do in their life for themselves right you know it's just wow just think that's just one guy just think about how many other you know directors or people in power for sure well there's a guy named anthony head uh an actor who was on that show as well um, he played the character, was it Rupert Giles? He played Rupert Giles on Buffy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he spoke yesterday morning. Now, he is he is older than the other cast members. He's 66 now. So there was always an age divide between him and the other characters on the show, yep. uh, particularly the females on the show. And he said, I've been up most of the night thinking, what did I miss? This is not a man saying he didn't see it, so it didn't happen. I am gutted. I am seriously gutted. And he went on to say, one of my fondest memories was that it was so empowering, not just the script of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but the family atmosphere on set. And he said, I'm really sad that people went through these experiences. I was like a father figure. I would have hoped someone had come to me Mm -hmm. to talk about it. But, you know, as we've learned, we've all become educated over the past few years on this topic, sadly. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because you are... A friend or just because you are trusted doesn't mean that someone who has gone through who has been victimized by sexual misconduct of whatever degree it is doesn't mean that they feel comfortable to talk to you about that dark thing in their life right and of course you didn't know about it because right. the abuse is not going to happen in front of you right because then you would be you know called out on it exactly oh that's really sad so That's anyway, we'll bad. wait to see. We'll wait to now, and we, Joss Whedon should have his day in court, so to speak, too. And so we're hoping um, to, you know, hear from him at some point. I would be curious what he has to say about all of these allegations. But still, at this point, no word from him. All right, thank you. Uh, we mentioned Dave Chappelle back on uh, the Chappelle Show back on Netflix. I'm going to watch this now because I was never, I never watched that show before. Oh. I've seen an episode here and there, but. 
It's very unique. It's very, very, very funny, but edgy. edgy. Yeah, I want to say now that like watching it when I was what 20 years ago, Steve, when we were what in college. Sure. Yeah, it was funny. But now watching it. I, do you feel weird watching it at all, or no? I never got into the show. Okay. I actually, and I am such a minority here. Yeah, comedy. There are people. Dave Chappelle's not my style of comedy. I I get it. People think he is just so hilarious, and I am. I clearly am the weirdo in this bunch. But it's I a, just it's don't a find his sense humor, of humor. You know, he, it's more satire than it is. And he touches stand-up. he touches the race part of things a lot. And that's where, like, I honestly feel bad laughing at that stuff now. Because when you watch it, Donnie, you'll get what I'm talking about. And people know. I know what you're talking about. There's a lot of stuff where you're like, mm-hmm. God, I can't I can't." It makes laugh. you uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, I think that's by design. Very true. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he does is he's trying to also make you think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to check it out. I can't wait. It's back on today. Thank you. When we come back, um, Brittany's dad is still part of her conservatorship. We've got that story and more coming right